Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It's NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. Up ahead on NBA Today, my former teammate Kyrie goes off for 50, and we look ahead to the Nets showdown tomorrow with Philly. Plus, Giannis and John Moran both go off last night, and we talk up-to-minute MVP odds and look at some other awards, too. Don't miss that. And the Warriors get the much-needed win thanks to Will Ferrell? Well, look, Jackie (laughs) Moon is in the house. We'll explain that shortly. NBA Today starts now. Welcome into NBA Today. Malika Andrews is off. So, yes, I am your host today, joined by Woj, Perk, and Chanae. Let's jump right in and talk Uh about what Uncle Drew did last night versus the Hornets. Kyrie goes off, has a 50 ball. Now, when we talk about an efficient game for Kyrie, 15 of 19. The man was balling. He was doing it from everywhere. This game wasn't even close, as you can see, Janae. Yep, in the second quarter, he knocked it down. In the third quarter, as you see right here, nice little corner three. And let's go to the fourth quarter where, check this out. Okay, gets the steal. Uh Uh-huh. And I love this, the little nice... uh... He can't be guarded. (laughs) Thank you. He can't be guarded. I mean, when we talk about the threes and the outside shooting, but his inside game is probably the most efficient for him. Yeah, and, and that's when, when you can have a 50 ball on 19 shots and just not miss many except a couple from three, that lets you know that it's impressive. And when KD says about says this about you, you better pay attention. Listen to what KD had to say. I've been saying it. It's pure. Everything he does is pure. You know, it looks so easy tonight. I look up, he got 10 points, and it felt like he only took two shots, you know, the first quarter. And I told Seth, I'm like, damn, I didn't know he had he had it cooking like that. He led us all night, hit big shots when we needed to. And it was just an incredible, incredible performance. Like, it's something you got to, like, younger players, you should watch this game, learn what it takes to score at that level. For him to score that easy, I mean, that was just a master class. Now take a look at the shot chart for Kyrie last night. He shot 15 for 19 from the floor, 9 for 12 from deep. Irving's 19 shot attempts are tied for the second fewest in a 50-point game in NBA history. Yes, NBA history. He's the fifth player to do it in the shot clock era, dating back to 1954 with multiple games of 50 points on 75% shooting, joining Wilt. MJ, Carl Malone, and randomly, Adrian Dantling. People didn't know much about Adrian Dantling. Look, Kyrie was flat out brilliant last night in just his mm-hmm. fifth game this season where both KD and him took the floor for the Nets. Chanae, as a Nets fan, are you more frustrated or more excited by seeing this performance you from him? you see what he just did there? Why did he put on, like, as, okay, I guess hypothetically as a Nets fan. I thought you were calling me oh. a Nets fan. No, I'm saying, no, no, I was saying, like, yeah. like Nets yes, fan. Yes, as Nets fan. Yes. You know what? You're split right down the middle. You're so excited to have seen Kyrie Irving, and that was the locked-in, and that's what KD was saying, the locked-in Kyrie, the same moment, you know, you had in 2016 alongside him that delivered that clutch shot in Game 7 versus the Warriors. So, yeah, you see these glimpses of, oh, my gosh, 
if we had that full time, we'd be more than all right. We'd be favorites. And they've been favorites for a large portion of the season, but we've seen the situation of life change the trajectory of this team. So I love seeing Kyrie lock in and, and show what he can do. And also show young fellas out there, and I say young fellas like I'm an old lady or something like that. <laughs> I show young people out there, hey, you can do this efficiently. You don't have to put up 50 shots, 40 shots to get your numbers. You can take the right shot at the right moment. Don't dribble the ball too much and play good basketball. If you're, the reason I'm split is like you love that, but at the same time you're like, why can't we have this at home? Like, why are we in this position? Yeah, I, I'm with you, and I'm more frustrated. And before all the Nets start jumping in saying that I'm hating, let me tell you why I'm frustrated. It's because Kyrie is one of the most skilled guys to ever play the game of basketball. And when he's not available, it feels like we're being cheated, right? Like last night it was almost like, yes, like the game needs you. And when he's not there, it's like, Come on, Kyrie, like, come on. We want to see these performances. We want to see these Euro steps to the float game. We want to see all these, all this craftiness in the handle in the complete package. So when you look at it last night, I'm frustrated for a few reasons. One is because KD obviously needs you. Mm -hmm. Two, you're not full time. But three, don't cheat us. Like, don't cheat us. As a fan, I want to see Kyrie play the game of basketball. Like, I never had a problem with Kyrie Irving on the court is always off the court action. So on the court, he's just a joy and a pleasure to watch. Well, speaking of off the court, Woj, has there been any movement regarding his availability for the home games in Brooklyn? Uh, listen, I, th there has been optimism around the Nets, around the league office, Players Association, that they're going to eventually get there with Kyrie Irving and the, the mandate in New York. How soon that happens still remains a question. But certainly you've seen a progression in the mayor's office of um, alleviating restrictions, but still the performer restriction that keeps Kyrie Irving out hasn't changed. Uh, but listen, this has become obviously a very complicated issue with the city, with how they want to handle this, especially with so much focus on one individual. Uh, but I think around the Nets, there's still a confidence, uh, maybe even more than an optimism, that they're going to get Kyrie Irving on a full-time basis at some point but time is running out for this team right now that is, you know, still at 500, you know, still when you look at the postseason standings is going to have a real difficult time, you know, working their way out of an eighth, eighth seed to try to win the East. Yeah, no, it's going to be extremely tough when you look at the Brooklyn Nets. They have no room for error. If they lose a game, all of a sudden you're running out of games and it gets them a chance. It doesn't give them an opportunity to get to that top six. But what? <laughs> hey, why are you so different today? Like, no no open shirt, the tie. Well, I'm you got the pen in your hand. Like, I'm sitting there. Like, like, you acting brand new today. I, I am it. brand new. <laughs> first, first of all, Malika told me don't mess this up for us. That was what she said. So I had to make sure she's, you know, I had to make sure I brought it right. But look, Kyrie's performance wasn't the only thing that the Nets spoke about following the game last night. Thursday's Nets Sixers showdown was a big topic of conversation. It is what it is. I mean, it's another game for us, and we're looking to win, and they're looking to win and move up in the standards for us, and they're looking to maintain where they are. So I know James was here, and he built some relationships with a couple people here, but at the end of the day, we, we're looking to go out there and hoop. It's fun. You know, it's fun. It just it makes for good stories. It makes for good narratives. It makes for good, uh, you know, build up for our, our league. You know, it's never too personal, but, you know, we understand that as competitors, we want to win the game. So we're going there with a resolve, uh, with a focus, and just ready for whatever. Do you think that atmosphere would be like? Lovely. <laughs> 
So KD and Kyrie said all the right things about Thursday's matchup against the 76ers. <laughs> just being another game. But, Perk, are you expecting it to play out that way? Hell no. And don't you love it? <laughs> don't you love it, right, the media training that we go through and, and training camp? This is part of it, right, where they say all the right things but thinking something totally different. We all know that going into this game, one, KD and Kyrie is going to take this matchup personal towards James Harden and vice versa. James Harden is going to want to go at KD and Kyrie. But I love how they're trying to downplay it, like they're not going into Philly trying to be on a mission or show James Harden up or act like James Harden and Joel and B is not going to be waiting on them. I just love it. Look, this game is going to be everything. Get your popcorn ready. Thank you. Get your Snickers. Get you, you know, a, a Big Red, a Fanta, whatever you Not want. everybody I drink like you, Perk. Not everybody I drink water. Get ready to whip these like, get, a little get, bit. Get, get your ribs Look, and macaroni and cheese gonna, ready. If you, I'm done with you. If you're going to hear one thing on this show, it's you stay petty so you don't have to get petty. Yeah. Yeah. And if one city embodies that, that is... Philly. Philly. Right. Yeah. And so, obviously, yeah, it's going to be something we all are going to watch and be excited to watch. You know, let's stay petty, but also stay cordial, right? You know, I think that's a conversation. And, and Perk Lickson's like, oh, yeah, no, no, nothing's off limits. But stay cordial because, you know, the guy did go yeah, through something. Yeah. So, yes. But it's going to be fun because, you know, you've got Joel Embiid and James Harden, who have not won a championship yet, going up against two guys that have. And, yeah, I mean, like, it's must-watch basketball. And, and really quickly, I think, you know, uh, Ben Simmons says he's going to be in the building. He's going to be He's going to be in the yes. building. Not playing. not playing, but the fact that he could be sitting on the bench, to me, that's a big step for him, the fact that he's going to put himself and expose himself out there. But you know what the, the Nets really need? They do not have uh, many games together with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, where they've gone through stuff. You get in the postseason, as you guys know, you've got to be able to draw on some things from having played together, trust. They don't have that in Brooklyn because they haven't played together, their entire group. And they're in a race now between now and the end of the season, forget about where they are in the standings, mm -hmm. that they can harden this group. To, so when they get in a, the difficult situations you know are coming in the Easter Conference playoffs, that they can draw upon experiences, trust, knowing how they're going to play in moments. And this team doesn't have that. And we've talked about it all year long, about can they just throw this group together very late and go in and play against Milwaukee, a Philly team that is gelled quickly, uh, obviously Miami, a healthy Chicago team, and Boston, who's yes, the hottest well. team yep. and, and the best defensive team in the league. I, in the East, I think for the Nets, just showing they can win some of these games is going to be really important. And, and, and Woj, that's a great point because the playoffs actually have started for the Brooklyn Nets, right? And you think about what they had to do to get that win last night against yep. a team that they could, that they could possibly face in the Hornets. Like Kyrie had to go for it was a must-win game. Yeah, yeah, he had to go for fifty. So. That's a great point right there. Yeah, well, look, it's going to be fun to watch that game regardless of who's on the floor because you have some of the best talent. But still to come on NBA Today, Jackie Moon? Do I need to say any more? Anytime Will Ferrell <laughs> shows up, he's going to make NBA Today. Don't miss that. And we've got a live report from Philly ahead of the Net Sixers showdown that we can't wait for. And the Philly fans, they can't wait for. Plus, Eddie. Darius Garland and Ooh. Evan Mobley put on a show last night. Are they your most improved and Rookie of the Year as well. We'll debate both of those next. Okay, Richard. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. 
The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic in tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is brought to you by the Walt Disney World Resort 50th Anniversary Celebration. Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today here alongside Chanae, Ramona, and Big Perk. Would it even be an episode of NBA Today if we didn't talk about the MVP race? Oh, yeah, just got Chanae or Perk. Hey, yeah, they go. got it. Look, both Giannis and G12 were in action last night. Let's see who added to their MVP resume, starting with the Greek Freak. Giannis in action, absolutely just dominant what this man was doing. The reigning MVP went out and did to work in Oklahoma City last night as the Bucks cruised to a 114-115 win over the Thunder. Giannis dropped in 39, leading Milwaukee to their fifth straight Ooh, win. 28 look, minutes. And Chris Middleton was putting in work too, had 25, and look, they are deep. Bobby Portis added 18 and 14 as well. Bucks scored a season high uh, and shot 53% from the field. Now, now, Giannis, he was breaking down things. Look, look at what he's done. Most 35-5 and five games in Bucks history. He is only second now to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He, got, he might be able to get that before the end of the season. Now, let's see what Perk's buddy G12 did Dark last night. Time. Last night against the Pelicans. I think you're right that he took last night's matchup personally because Memphis beat the Pels by 21 in this one. 132 to 111. Oh! Get him. <laughs> Mr. Moran had 24 in this one with eight fours and eight dimes to boot. Jaron Jackson Jr. We're going to talk some more about him. And Desmond Bain both had 22. Memphis solidified its hold mm, on the two-seed out Curry. west. Oh, that's a Steph Curry. So let's look at the MVP odds according to Vegas. You got Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, all of those guys are. The, it's really a two-man race when you look, look at, at those, those two big guys. Big man leading the charge. Yeah, we love nah. to see it. We love to see it. What are you talking about? Love to see it. We got some guards well, out here. I'm too. a post player. Look at little John Where, Where's Luka Doncic on that list? Luka oh, Doncic creeping his he, way in. He, he, he started off. He yeah. started off too slow. We understand. Oh that. wow! But look, Joel Embiid is at a minus 120, and Nikola Jokic is right behind him. But you know what? You want to know what? It's my show today. It's my show today. We talk enough about the MVP. I want to talk about some other awards. And you know who could be racking up a lot of these trophies? A team near and dear to my heart. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's roll the highlight, ladies and gentlemen. It was a career night for a guy who could be your most improved player of the year, Darius Garland. All he did was drop 41 points and 13 dimes to help the Cavs get past the new-look Pacers. He was clutch late in this one, dropping 21 points in the first fourth quarter. He's the third Cavs player to drop 20 points in the fourth quarter in the last 25 years, joining LeBron James, Kyrie Irving. That's some pretty good company. And don't sleep on the potential, which I don't think it's potential. I think it's just the rookie of the year at this point in time. Evan Mobley did it too. 22 and 12 boards. Cavs take it 124 to 122. Crucial for them to continue to stay in the middle of the pack in the East playoff race. So look at the odds for most improved. We got John Morant, Miles Bridges, Darius Garland, and DeJounte Murray. Mm. I don't know. Garland. Garland's kind of deep right now, but I don't think he's getting enough love. I, I truly do not think he's getting enough love. He's not. And, and here's the thing. I don't want to downplay it right, but 
I don't believe that Ja Morant should be in the most improved conversation. Here's, here's why. And I'm not trying to, to, to make it like it's beneath him, but it was a point in time last year when we were talking about Luka possibly being the most improved. No, like, Ja's the number two pick. He's an all-star. Like, we have him in the MVP yeah. conversation. That's a whole nother category. Like, uh. So I don't. I, I don't know. And I always. It's funny, Richard. <laughs> you know, w one thing I love about Giannis's trajectory is that he went most improved MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. So I think it's fine to have these guys in the conversation. You don't demission, huh? Tonight. And yeah. he's and number he two. He was the number one pick. Yeah, but okay, I know. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, I guess. But, it's just, but, <laughs> but, but real quick, Shanae, this is my argument. When you have the number two pick, then you have the Rookie yeah. of the Year. So your trajectory has always been this way. It's how true. does that how does that put you in a position to be most improved player versus a guy like Darius Garland, who is no one expected this from the Cavs. Yeah, no, 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 I think, yes, they're tears of improvement. Like, you want to be able to say that as a top player that's supposed to leave your, lead your franchise, John Morant, you have had a great season by improving. Yeah. Like, it, I think the conversation, it's it's like, all right, what level do we, do we talk about? And you're right, per, Josh should not be, like, the level in that level of conversation. It should be for guys like Darius Garland. There's Anthony Simons out there, Tyrese yeah. Maxey. I love that type of echelon of player for the conversation. I hear you. That's not to say that John Morant has not been one of the most improved players, period. I'm glad you brought up Simons and Maxi because I think those two definitely belong. Mm -hmm, yes. And and some of this is Miles Bridges we forget about because he he came out of the gate so fast mm -hmm. that all the buzz was early for him and now it's just we're expecting him to play as well as he is. But I, I think that I, I'm with you, Perg. Like I, when you're the number two overall pick and rookie of the year and rookie of the year, like you're supposed to be this good. Yeah. Right. You right. are in the MVP discussion and and when we get back to that MVP discussion, like he to me I I know he's lifted there. At Fourth or fifth, I think it should be a little higher there, just based on Memphis is the number two seed right now. Yeah, the second I mean, best record in the NBA. Yeah. But but Darius Garland, yeah. when you look at when he was out for for his injuries, the Cavs struggled. Yeah. All of a sudden, when he got back, he has a different type of swag. Mm -hmm. Like we talk about must see TV, but you have to turn this television on because I'm talking about mm -hmm. he's this, nice. He is yeah. super nice. Like <laughs> he has that handle, he has that charisma. But you know, and his pull up game from the three. Point line reminds me a lot of Dame Dollar for us is you know that hezzy freeze and pull up shot. Yeah. But yeah, man, Darius Garland, we have to remember this too as well. He was in the same draft class as Ja Morant. Yep. Some make some some would say that he would have went higher than Ja if he wasn't injured. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he injury. was projected as a high pick. So well, yeah. and one more thing to add to his resume: when Ricky Rubio went down, yep. he raised his level. That's yep. what pushed him into All Star. So look, we hit on the most improved of the year. Cavs could also get Coach of the Year, yep. Rookie of the Year, and Executive yep. of the Year. Which end of the season award in Canada isn't getting enough hype? Ramona, I want to know. Isn't getting enough? Well, have we talked about Defensive Player of the Year? Thank you, thank <laughs> you. Not, we don't talk about defense. Like, thank you. This is such. Ooh. I mean, I think Draymond had a had a handle on. On this one until he got hurt and when Draymond got hurt it it, it kind of opened up the field to where you can now look at the Joel Embiid Sixers yeah. have a top five to ten defense depending on Giannis Antetokounmpo now the Bucks team defense is not what it has been in years past so I think that hurts his case but Ma Mikhail Bridges Mikhail Phoenix, Bridges been balling all right yeah. Memphis deserves some looks there and then Robert Williams Rob yeah, from Boston. yeah number Rob one defense what, in the league the last couple of months Okay. Uh, the Gobert is always kind of in contention. I want I want to hear from Chanae. So who like what award do you think that isn't getting enough conversation? Ramona started on it, and so did you. You brought it up. 
coach of the year is going to be really fascinating because mm. you look at a situation with Monty Williams having the number one record overall in the NBA and had a, a you know a lot of great you know years previously in his short tenure and it's like okay maybe he gets passed up again for a JB Bickerstaff right Ooh, by so, the way which rightfully Tyrell so Lou. though right yep. Ty Lue with the Clippers but JB I mean no one yep. predicted that this Cleveland team would no. gel and work on the court and you talk a lot about the limitations potentially of playing with so many bigs well he's shown that it is still possible right now there's so many great candidates yep. I look at Monty I'm like oh if he doesn't get it but like you've done exactly what you needed to do JB is out there Ty Lue's out there Ime Odoka has had a great, great second stretch, half of the yeah. season right. well. so there are a number of really quality candidates and then not even like Memphis Grizzlies as well what man what you got well, I said, I, well being a defensive minded player I'm going go. with the defensive player of the year like yeah, we, I, we, we overlooked this so much and right now I'm looking at a guy like Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. who's leading the league in total blocks like when I looked at him last year in the in play-in in the in uh, playoffs, I was like, what are you doing? Now, all of a sudden, this guy's like not only coming out of nowhere, swatting everything, but I'm looking at him when he has to switch out on guards. He's doing a great job of that, playing the pick and roll. Like, the way that he's playing, his swagger, he's healthy. And where the Memphis Grizzlies, their defensive uh, numbers are as a team, he has to be the front runner, in my opinion, for his defensive player of the year. No, I agree. For me, it's coach of the year, J.B. Bickerstaff. When he's what he's done, I know Monty T. Lose my guy. Everyone's done a masterful job. It's kind of like MVP. No one's done a terrible job. But in order to do that with a bunch of bigs and a rookie big, and then getting Kevin Love to come off the bench, all, all the, the things, injuries, all had. the injuries that they've had, and they have been a very, very consistent team. So, Richard, but what's up? T. T. Lou told me he really don't like you. I know he doesn't <laughs> like me. T. Lou's never liked me. I, I, I love him. Still, that's my guy. But look, still ahead on NBA Today, the Warriors finally get back in the win column last night. Does Klay Thompson have Jackie Moon to thank? And the team that they beat last night, the Clippers, are they about to get Kawhi and PG back? Ooh. We've got an update there. Plus, the two number one seeds are about to do battle tonight. Shanae's got a cheat sheet you got to see about the two big boys down low, Aiton and Bam. Stay tuned. Out of the bio. Out of the bio. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. The United Center in Chicago. Final stop on this road trip. Bears another one. And the threes for Klay Thompson. He's already got eight for NBA history. He's got 14 threes in a game. Like the headband look? I do. I look like Jackie Moon out there. Klay <laughs> Thompson is Jackie Moon. Is there anything you guys need? You need a big man. Maybe a new washing machine. Turn the funk. Come on. Like, like, that's why everybody missed Clay so much. Yes. Welcome back to NBA Today. Do you guys know Flint Tropics legend Jackie Moon? Well, you should. Last night, Jackie Moon made an appearance at Chase oh, Center boy. before the Clippers-Warriors game. As the Warriors hit the floor for pregame warm-ups, Jackie joined Clay Thompson for a little bit of on-the-court fun. Like, look at this. They're just they're joking around. Look, well, great contest. Good closeout. Good, good closeout. Just All don't that. put your leg on it. Yeah, just lands look, on look it. at that ass. Look, after the game, Clay Clay and Steve talk about Jackie Moon. Check this out, because this is hilarious. Come on. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, here, let me see the move. Let me see the move. He actually emailed me a while back, and I didn't believe it was him. And uh, so we we exchanged a couple of emails and, you know, 
concocted the plan. Man, that was fun. And that movie, Semi-Pro, during my rehabilitation, when I'd have some dark days, I would just put that movie on and it would make me smile. It felt like a good time to do it, just to make everybody laugh in a, in a tough stretch of the season. All right, Perk, the Warriors snapped a five-game losing streak. But do you think the Jackie Moon stunt will energize a team moving forward? Did you have any situation where a coach just decided to keep it light when things were a little too tight? Yep, I, I remember, like, you know, with Doc Rivers uh, in 2009, 2010, it, was, it wasn't – my, like keeping it light was more motivational and we had played the Lakers I believe on Christmas Day and we lost to them they snapped they snapped our uh, winning streak and I remember Doc he closed the door in the locker room and he asked everyone for some money right and he was like everybody give me a hundred or two hundred dollars and we was like what are we giving you money for he's like just give it to me trust me so we was like what Doc is up to so he took our money went into the coach's locker room and he got on the chair and you could push the ceiling up and he put the money in the ceiling, right? Ooh. And so he was like, the only way that we could get this money is if we make it back to the finals because they're going to be here. We got to get here. And so just think about this. You go through the entire season where the Lakers, the Clippers are playing there at their Staples Center. All these visiting teams are coming okay. in. And then all of a sudden we get to the finals and we get off the bus at shoot around and we run straight to the locker room and the money is sitting there. So hey, yeah, wait, 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 wait. real quick, T Lou was on that staff, right? Yeah. Yep. T Lou did the exact oh. same thing. <laughs> now like, I'm sitting here listening to the story. T yeah. Lou did the exact same thing before, uh, after game five. After game five, we got out of uh, yep. the Warriors game with a victory. And he was like, everybody give me some money. I had no idea what he was doing. You know, I borrowed some money from Channing. And I was like, yeah, hey, I'm not getting the money. Here, Channing, take the money. And he put it up in the seal. He was like, the only way we get this money is if we come back for game seven. Mm -hmm. So it's good to know where he got it from. Chanae, look, if you can play one-on-one -on -one versus any fictional character, who would it be? Hey, first of all, that's an NBA thing. Hey, Coach Fisher, you listening? <laughs> Coach Jared Fisher, you listening? Yeah. I want my money. Let's yeah. do that. Uh, but now, like, the cat's out of the bag. Uh, if I could play one-on-one -on -one against any, I don't know. I always get the whole, as a woman that plays basketball, I'll play you for your heart one-on-one. -on -one. So maybe some, like, <laughs> like love, and love and basketball. I get the love and basketball off. And, you know, let me put you for your heart. I'm like, nah, 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 not today. So, I mean, I don't know. My sister was All in right. Space Jam, so our family's oh, actually. Yes. <laughs> subtle flex, I guess. Not really flex. subtle. All yeah. right. Come so, I was, I was trying to come up with something from Hoosiers because that's like the basketball movie. I yeah, yeah. But you know what the real answer is? What? Teen Wolf. Oh. Teen Wolf. Oh. <laughs> he was nice. People don't. Kids, if you didn't get a chance, ask your parents Hold about that. That's your Teen Wolf? That's that's another Robert, one I grew is that Robert Downey Jr. right there? <laughs> Oh, yeah, Team Wolf. I know a whole different I wouldn't want to garden, though. He'd be all sweaty. Yeah. Uh, that's probably like garden perk. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, I'm going with uh, Shep off above, above the rim. rim. Yeah. yeah like, anytime you have a guy that show up and hooping in pants or jeans, it, it kind of reminds me <laughs> of this guy we used to have back in my hometown. We called him Cadillac Red. Like, he was 55 years old. He used to show up to the local park with a with a 40 and a cigarette <laughs> and give you work <laughs> with <laughs> jeans on. And dog. a 40 so like, in Newport yeah, going to work? Yeah, yeah Newport <laughs> going to work and giving you 50. So if I had to go one-on-one, -on -one, it would be Shep off see, of see, me, I, I couldn't do a one-on-one. It was a 2v2. I want to go again. <laughs> I had to go against Sidney Dean, uh, yeah. Billy Hoyle, like, that was a movie that I grew up. White Man Can't yep. Jump. Jack Harlow. Hey, Jack, man, I I'm ready for a cameo, whatever you need, man. Jack Harlow is going to play Sidney Dean. But look, that was not the only pregame action that was caught, that caught our attention before the game last night. 
prior to the Clippers' oh. loss, Kawhi oh. Leonard participated in a pregame workout uh, that lasted well over an hour. Leonard hasn't played a game since tearing the ACL in his right knee June 14th, and the Clippers have yet to make a determination on whether he and uh, Paul George will return this season. Woj, I got a question for you. Is it realistic to see either of these two this season? I, I think it's certainly more realistic, uh, Richard, that Paul George has a chance to return. Now, you know, he's starting to shoot with that right elbow. You know, he got past the point where I think that they felt like they would need to do a procedure, have surgery. And so I think there's more optimism that we'll see Paul George this season. Now, they have not ruled Kawhi Leonard out yet this season, but we're really just on eight, nine months of an ACL uh, injury. And that's, that's on the short end of a return. You saw Markel Fultz just come back after a year. And I think you haven't seen Kawhi Leonard cleared yet for contact to do any more. I think with a team in the eighth seed right now, I think there, it is far less likely you'll see Kawhi Leonard than Paul George. I think as we know, you look at their rosters, this is a team in L.A. with the Clippers that next season may be a preseason favorite in the West if they keep this whole group together. You know, with Norman Powell, if they re-sign Robert Covington, uh, so I think better chance with Paul George than Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, and look, these ACLs take a long time. We still haven't seen Jamal Murray come back from his ACL, and Denver could use his help. But coming up next on NBA Today, the best in the East meets the best in the West. Chanae uh, has got a cheat sheet for you, and we'll preview that matchup coming up next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. Last night, the Suns were in Orlando taking on the Magic. You got DeAndre Ayton, no Chris Paul, no Devin Booker still, but you know what? You know who they got? They got the OG Jay Crowder knocking down the corner three. He missed it. Did he and miss D- it? D- yeah, D- tip it in. Put respect oh, on the bed. Oh, oh that's what you're talking about. The big go, fella. Yeah, I got you. There we go. Keep, keep me tight. <laughs> uh, then Cameron Payne finds Aiden. Little float Ooh, game. Did you, a, did you have a float game perk? Did you have a float game perk? Uh, uh, no, I really didn't have no game. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm well, happy. See, ladies and gentlemen, perk speaks the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Perk has never lied. But again, the Suns. Mikel Bridges, Defensive Player of the Year, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget the guards. All right, now, despite losing a few few clutch uh, games since Chris Paul went down, the Suns are still 27-5 in games that are within five uh, five points in the final five minutes. That's on pace to be the second-best record in the clutch time in the last 25 seasons behind the 73-win Warrior team. And that's very, very good company to be in. Now, look. The Suns have a little bit harder test tonight as they take on the East top seed, the Heat. Devin Booker is going to be back, but Chene, I want to know, 
What you got for us? You got something for we us today? Chi -chi, I, you, got, you, got okay, yeah. you guys know I love bigs because I'm a post player, so is Perk, and we gotta keep it together. And a couple of bigs have been in the news, rightly so, based on MVP conversations. Guys like Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. But it's also great to see that the NBA has depth at this position right now. Tonight we have DeAndre Ayton versus Bam out of the bio, but it's really Nigerian, so out of bio. Two very different posts that have stepped up with their teammates in and out of the lineup. So here's exactly what you need to know. Let's start with D.A. Go D.A. That's my D.A. All right. Since Chris Paul's injury, Aiton has stepped in as a mid-range monster, scoring 4.3 points per game on his midi on 47% shooting. That's 10th best in the NBA at this time and first amongst centers behind players like DeRozan, KD, and McCollum. He's right in that company. So roll me my tape, producer Kwaku, baby. Let's look at how he gets his mid-range. All right. Nice little give-and-go action. He uses the reverse pivot here. All right, nice little shot. The closeout is close, but that nice move right there created space. Again, how does he create space? I love that he does what you're supposed to do as a post. Run to the rim. He's guarded by Rudy Gobert, three-time defensive player of the year. All right, he vacates up to create some space. Knocks down the midi. Very, very impressive. While Aiton is more of a finisher, Bam is an offensive hub for the Heat, scoring or assisting on over 28 points per game. That's fourth most among centers behind only Jokic, Embiid, and Cat. Now get this, only 61% of his baskets are assisted compared to 84% of baskets assisted for DA. So Bam creates more of his own offense than DA. Kwaku, baby, one more time. All right, I love that Bam does this because he keeps his eyes up. Look at the vision. How does he create for others? A nice replacement action in the corner. Look at this dime, bam, right off the floor. My coach, Tara Vanderveer, would have loved that with our triangle offense. Again in the pinch. All right, let's look at the spacing. He realizes no one's in the paint. All right, this is easy money bar barbecue chicken. What do you do? A nice little sweet baseline move and great finish. We've got two centers that are doing it two completely different ways. And these two guys have also got their teams to the top of their conferences. I'm going to be watching, you got this perk, the paint tonight. Ooh, okay, okay. Janae, great stuff as usual. My question is this, perk, after seeing this, which of these two teams, the Heat or the Suns, which one has, let's say, the harder path to the NBA Finals? I gotta go with the Miami Heat. Okay. Why? Because the East, is that much better than the Western Conference this year. Like, it's, it's about four or five teams in the Eastern Conference that could actually make it to the finals. So if you look at all the superstars that are in the Eastern Conference, you look at the duo between uh, uh, James Harden and MB, yep. you look at the big three in Milwaukee, the defending champions, you look at the Celtics, the way that they're playing right now, Jason Tatum, like he is putting his name in the conversation for us, you know, uh, being one of the elite superstars in the game today. So when I look at the Miami Heat, I'm looking at all these guys they got to face, DeMar DeRozan, guys that could light you up and let's not even forget about the Nets. The Brooklyn could be eight. Right. They could be one versus right. eight, Miami right. versus Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, I have to agree. You know, I think the East, it's going to be a very difficult path. And, you know, we heard at the trade deadline, a lot of front office executives were like, oh, snap, everyone's getting better. I mean, obviously, Brooklyn is waiting on Ben Simmons to play, but you saw the number there. Uh, BPI has the Suns as the favorites to make it to the finals. Like, they have the best path. I'm going to say the East is much more difficult for all the reasons that Perk mentioned. I mean, you've got superstars. You know, you, normally you want them in the placement that you want if you're a team that's maybe in four and below. But now you've got a Nets team that maybe 
maybe is going to be playing better and hopefully will, you know, look to move up the standings. It's going to be very difficult in the East, whereas in the West, you can say, okay, this circumstance, if the Warriors get better, uh, I know the Grizz feel really good about themselves right now. The availability of players come the West will be important. Okay, so the Suns went to the finals last year, season. The Heat the year before. Uh, I want to ask you, Ramona, which of these two teams are better than their finals teams in the last two years? Ooh. Better than their Ooh. finals teams. Yeah, so Miami when they lost to the Lakers and then yeah. Phoenix when they lost to Milwaukee. Which of these two teams do you think is in a better position to win a championship than they did in those two I mean, teams? I think I, I, the Suns, because they were there last year and their young kids have gotten so much more experience this year, especially with Devin Booker and Chris Paul being out right now. I think Cam Johnson has had, played a good role. I think DeAndre Ayton has stepped up in, into his role. The campaign, to me, the Suns are better than they were last year. They've always believed. They've believed in themselves since they won eight in a row in the bubble. But Miami's, Miami's better, too, than they were. I mean, they've gotten contributions from so many guys that you hadn't even heard of before the season started. Um, but I, I would say the, the Suns have an easier path, and they're better than they were last year. Yeah, I, I keep watching the Suns, and the Suns are scary because the Suns are better. They're deeper. They're playing with more uh, more confidence. Cam Johnson has been absolutely outstanding. Like, you look at their team, their depth, they got they got depth throughout at yep. every position. <laughs> JaVale McGee, Bismack Biombo at the center spot, they're doing so much. But, look, here is our star-studded NBA Wednesday doubleheader on ESPN and the app. The top teams in the association square off in our first game with the Suns taking on the Heat at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. Ooh. Then it's out to Salt Lake City for Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz hosting the Trailblazers. Our coverage starts with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern. We'll be there, right, guys? Still ahead. <laughs> what a matchup we've got tomorrow <laughs> night in Philly. Embiid and James Harden welcome in KD and Kyrie. The atmosphere is going to be absolutely nuts, and we're going to preview it next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. Breaking news. Breaking news. James Harden to Philadelphia. Was that a hell yeah? Hell yeah. <laughs> and Ben Simmons to Brooklyn. Did you speak with Joel? No, I did not. How long did you have that tweet ready? <laughs> Everybody got what they wanted. People who are watching the game think this is somewhat of a button robbery, so I imagine it's going to feel that way. Does facing the Nets mean anything extra to no. you? I'm not nervous. It's basketball. We are all hyped, and that game goes down tomorrow night in Philly. And from Philly, we welcome in Tim Bontemps. Tim, we heard from KD and Kyrie earlier in the show, essentially saying that they're treating tomorrow's matchup as just another game. What are the Sixers saying? 
Well, James Harden Richard said sort of the same thing after Monday night's game, essentially saying, I'm here. Why should I worry about what's going on with this Nets game on Thursday? But I think both George Niang and Tyrese Maxey summed up not just the feeling around the Sixers, but the feeling in this city when they both admitted that they'd be lying if this isn't a game that has more meaning than a typical March regular season game. And you've got to remember, this is a situation for the Sixers that has been hanging over this franchise really since last summer when Ben Simmons had that game seven where he passed up on the dunk, lost, they lost that game to the Atlanta Hawks, and then went into the summer that was filled with uncertainty about whether he was going to be on the team at the start of the year and then everything that went after that. So this game tomorrow, while James Harden's going to be playing in it, it's still much more about Ben Simmons being on the bench, being back in Philadelphia. And for the Sixers, it's about them finally getting a chance to move on from a story that hung over them for so much of this season. All right. Now, while Simmons won't be playing tomorrow, what are the Sixers saying about the matchup with the guys that will be on the floor? Because KD and Kyrie, we just saw what Kyrie did. Ed, he is on fire. So what are the Sixers saying about those matchups? Well, I asked uh, – I asked Doc Rivers, Richard, what it would mean to see their defense go up against an elite offense, and specifically two of the best scorers in the league in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And Doc said that he was less worried about that and more worried about just getting through another game, saying that they've only had five games with James Harden and Joel Embiid on the court together, and that it's too early to make any kind of suppositions about what this team is going to look like. But then he said something I thought was interesting, which is that they're going to learn something more and more about their team every game, and that the competition in the Eastern Conference is only going to make them better as this year goes on. You guys spent the last segment talking about the Miami Heat. The Nets and Sixers certainly think they're good enough to get out of the Eastern Conference. You've got teams like the Celtics and the Bulls and obviously the defending champion Bucks. So the Sixers know their road ahead is going to be tough and this is just another chance to get better as they try to get ready for what's going to be hopefully for them a long playoff run. All right. Thank you, Tim. Very informative. And look, just to reiterate, Simmons won't be on the court tomorrow night, but you got to figure he will be ready to suit up come playoff time. Now, Perk, I'm going to start with you. How much would you love to see these two teams match up in the playoffs? And what would you expect in a seven-game series? Oh, it would be fireworks. You, look, we're talking about historical numbers, whether it's KD or Kyrie putting them up, James or Joel. Like, we know that Ben Simmons is not going to put up historical offensive numbers. That's not who he is, but that that you talking about probably arguably probably would be one of the greatest like playoff series of all time. Like talk about multiple overtimes, things of that nature. Just <laughs> just all the tension. But why are they still trying to downplay? They, like, but they, uh, have, they, they have tweets. They have, like, they got guys up there. You guys know we've all been in the locker rooms. You keep it in-house. You know what I'm saying? They didn't saying? keep it in-house. The minute the minute uh, the trade, they literally asked Joel Embiid, like, how long have you been waiting to send that one? And yeah, he was ready. Like, you know, they're trying to be locked in. Look, I think that would be amazing if we see a fully loaded. Obviously, we know that the uh, Sixers are fully loaded at this moment, but, like, also a fully loaded Nets team. And then all of the storylines. When we talk about playoffs and rewards, since we talked about awards, as well. It all comes down to storylines that fuel matchups and fuel great performances. And in this case, I mean, Ben Simmons is in a place where he wants to play and James Harden is in a place where he wants to play. I think Perk makes a great point. Those guys in, in Philly are hungry. And so I think this is going to be an opportunity for them to make a statement in a year where Joel Embiid is also trying to seal MVP. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fun. This is an important game for Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons wanted to go and set foot in Philly Show his face. He's only going to be on the bench. He's not playing. But this is a really big first step for him in getting back. And I'm told he, he wanted to go. Nobody made him. Nobody said, you got to show up. He wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. And I think, look, he's going to hear it. 
The six, okay, the Sixers have an increased security presence, much like they would for other big games that, that they've had. Other, this is the most in-demand ticket in Philadelphia in the last 10 years, Ooh. in a decade. Okay, on that secondary market, if you don't have a ticket yet, don't bother. Don't buy it. There are going to be celebrities, VIPs. It's going to be very expensive to go to this game. You're going to hear it from the crowd. But the fact that he wanted to be there, he knows what's coming. And KD knows what's coming, too, by the way. I was there in Oklahoma City when he made his return with the Warriors. Remember all the cupcake shirts? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. I walked into that I, I, I arena. I there was a man cup. with a live snake on his shoulder. Give him my cup. Yeah. Well, look, a live I, look, snake I, trying to get I, into I, the arena. I Kevin have, knows what's coming. Yeah, I and have thank seen some amazing comebacks. But look, when we return on NBA Today, some ridiculous matchups we got on the slate this weekend the one game you have to watch we'll be back in 60 seconds and we'll discuss they didn't let the guy with the snake we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there but if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. What a prime time game we have for you Saturday on ABC and the ESPN app. Stephen Clay uh, and the Warriors host Giannis and okay. the Bucks. Milwaukee cruised to a 118-99 win over Golden State on January 13th in Milwaukee. The Bucks led 77 to 38 at half. Ooh, the Warriors are looking for a little bit of payback. Our coverage begins with NBA countdown at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on ABC and the ESPN app. Now, look, that's not our only game on our air. Coming up, we're off for a couple of days, so don't worry about theirs. But here's the slate for everything that you need to look forward to from now until Sunday. So you see the full slate. There's a lot of great matchups out there. What games are you most looking forward to watching? And I'm going to start with Ramona. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pop quiz, Ramona. Don't Which pick one? mine. Don't pick mine. It's a Mavericks at the Suns. Oh, that's my yeah. We all agree. Right? All, well, I, I mean, number one defense right yeah. now in Boston. Luka Doncic playing out of his mind. I like seeing the best against the best. Jason Tatum playing out of his mind. Look, Jason Tatum has won the battle against Trey Young, John Moran, KD. Now you have Luka coming into the bean town on KD with Jersey, uh, Jersey retirement day at that. Okay. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I yes, guess who else will be in the building? Uh, Perks, Juan Kendrick Perkins. Uh, I Yours also too. love the addition of Spencer Dinwiddie. You know, he's fought back from injury, yep. and now he's playing good basketball with a new place. He's been a good addition for the Mavs. Oh, really? Really? That's what we're going to do? with like, like, Nobody wants to get excited about Lakers at Suns. Possible first-round matchup? No, no. No, no, God, no, no. I, I think every, everybody has seen enough. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. All right, well, look, we have so many amazing people that work on the show, and then we also have Nick Brown. So we're going to bring my guy, wow. Nick Brown, hey. on the show. He's leaving. He got a job. He got another job. I know he has a job. No, he got another job. He got another job. So we just like to say what's up to our people. Hey, 
got to look camera. at the camera, man. You got to get, sure get some camera face time. I appreciate you. All the things family like that. Family over here. Yeah, we're family. So here on the show, we always like to give our people a little love when they move on. But you got a little shout out that yes, you want to give. Yes, shout out to Kayla Rooks and the UNLV Lady Rebels. They play tonight, 7 p.m. Mountain West Championship. Oh. We, we keeping it in Vegas. We keeping yeah. it in family. Yeah. This, is, see, this is how good of a man he is. He has an opportunity to say almost anything he wants, and he shouts out a little bit of family. You need I to still, learn, Nick. I still need yeah. to learn. Well, okay, <laughs> well, look, I don't like you. I've never liked you. I well, just want to make sure you know that. Okay. Now? Hey, Malika, We're come get this to. chair back. I'm over here sweating. Come oh on, Malika. Come get it back. <laughs>